0: Morning, and welcome to <laughs> In A World Podcast um, with your host, Mary Wynn. Sorry, that was like kind of a weird introduction. I thought it was great. Yeah, but... I was like, I saw you recording, so I'll just start. <laughs> yeah. Um. And that other voice you heard for today is our guest, Megan Duffy. Hello. You're the one that suggested this movie that we're doing I today. I did, yeah. Um, I had no idea. Like, it was a very, like, indie film, too.
1: Well... I think Miramax put it out. It got Oscar nominations. Yeah, in ni- like in 1991 when it came out, it uh-huh. was uh um two the best supporting actors and best actress. Yes, um, who uh, are also mother and daughter, which yeah. is very cool. It's the first time that's ever happened. So,
0: well, the movie that we're talking about today is Rambling Rose, a 1991 uh, feature film that include that starred Laura Dern and her mother. Diane Ladd. Yeah. Which is a great combination. I, I, for some reason, I I don't, I feel like I've seen her, uh, Diane Ladd, like in a
1: couple of things, but I can't really think of the the ones, the movies that she's been in. I mean, yeah, through the, I think the 80s, I feel like she was in everything in the 80s. Yeah. Yeah. And then um, her daughter, Laura, she had just done Wild at Heart Mm -hmm. and um, maybe some other smaller stuff, but she was 23 at the time. So this is really in the. Than the the early stages of Laura Dern's career and now of course Laura Dern is just like everything. <laughs> <laughs> she's really having a moment right now.
0: Yeah. And um, okay so the movie was directed by a female director. Woo! Yay! Martha Coolidge. Yeah!
1: Who, right, and she's still like
0: directing right now yeah, too. Yeah she still
1: directs a lot of TV and um, she did another one of my favorite uh, movies from the 80s Valley Girl. Yes
0: I did note that. I was like Valley <laughs> Girl and then I know recently they tried to do a
1: remake of it. I think it never came out. Yeah,
0: And I think it was like, it had
1: uh, that YouTube star guy in it. That's where they went wrong. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry, I don't mean to offend anybody. Some of those YouTubers are mighty talented. Yes. Some of them. Some. <laughs> oh, the dot, dot,
2: dots after that. <laughs>
0: So this movie is based on an actual a novel, and the script was like a novelization, uh, or like was written by the actual novel author. Um, I I did not note his name. It was Codwell something.
3: Uh, Calder Will- Willingham.
0: Oh, okay, yes, he had a very like arth- authorly <laughs> name for sure.
1: Yeah. yeah. A very, like, a southern gentleman. Like, I just picture him wearing a top hat wherever he goes. And then he's definitely got a handkerchief
2: on him. So yeah. if you
1: sneeze, like, sir, may I borrow your he's got one.
3: <laughs> totally. You don't even have to ask. It's yeah. already there. <laughs> he's
1: like, here you go. <laughs> um, yeah. I And I, I don't know. Because um, the writing is so, like, southern mm-hmm. depression era. And um, I think he wrote the novel in 1972 or something like that. Yeah, so something um, like that. So, I don't want to spread rumors, but I wonder if maybe it's even uh, got some autobiographical elements in it. Oh, yeah.
0: that would make sense. It makes a lot of sense. Um, so the budget for the film was seven point five million, and then the box office was, was like six point three, which is, seems like kind of like the range of like these indie type of films mm-hmm. that it's kind of indie but like more low key. Than yeah, the, yeah. And, yeah, but it has like Oscar. Like all over it, yeah. Um. So I so my pitch for the movie is that uh, to keep it as is, but if like we were to make a two thousand nineteen version of it, because it's very like it's still very relevant. Absolutely, I think. yeah. <laughs> the story is completely <laughs> relevant still, but I think just maybe in my version, like if we had like the slate of like um any actress can play. Uh, these characters, I guess, for um, Mrs. Hellier, Hellier, mm-hmm. um, I'd say um,
1: I can't even think of any actresses right now who like Dan bl- Ke- Diane Keaton,
0: maybe yeah,
1: like Diane be. Keaton. Um, I'm trying to think who else. Like, um, she's got such a, a warm, southern, but in control kind yeah. of. So I don't know if Diane Keaton could do something.
0: For the younger, uh, younger Laura Dern character, it would have to be someone really young who can play that, like charming, but like who's that Zoe? Zoe? Oh, Deutsch. Yeah, yeah. I think maybe yeah, she could play her because she's
1: got um, she's got like a sassiness to it. Or mm-hmm. um, uh, uh, who's the little the girl in Kick Ass? Oh,
2: what's uh, it?
3: Chloe Grace Moretz. Yeah,
1: yes. yeah. I mean, she might be a little.
3: Too mature. Too
1: like too. Yeah, but I, other in that, I feel like in that realm would be,
0: yeah, someone who's like clumsy and doesn't really know how to like control her body. <laughs>
1: That's what how would I describe that <laughs> I character? I mean, I don't know. I feel like Laura Dern in this movie for sure knows what she's doing. Yeah. Um, but we'll get into that a yes, little later. Yes. Um, who would play daddy? I don't know.
3: I like just keep it Robert Duvall
1: <laughs> Just keep it him. Um what about um Robert Downey Jr.? I was
3: I was going to pitch that but Oh that's yeah. really great. Yeah.
1: Um and then Lucas Haas plays the teenage son and he yes. gives a brilliant performance yes. in this. Um probably I would say probably that dark-haired kid from Stranger Things is who they'd put in there. Yes, yes. Um although uh, and I guess we'll get to this uh, a big problem with this movie is Lucas Haas um, there's a super sexualized scene in yes. it and Lucas Haas would have been uh, I think 14 or 15 when they shot it mm-hmm. uh, Laura Dern would have been about um, 22, 23 and mm. um, and nowadays, you couldn't shoot that scene with a kid who is under eighteen. People I would be was, up in arms about it. I so. was
0: incredibly uncomfortable at that scene because this was my first time ever watching it and stuff. And like, I was turned off by it at
1: that top, su- uh, the top part. But then near the end, when like, it's, w- uh, w- it's William Heard is coming in, and it's like, what is going on yeah. here? Yeah, and it's yeah. like it starts really strange. <laughs> yeah. Okay, let's get it. Well, uh, and for your pitch. Uh, did you have
0: anything in mind? If not, then we can go through it. And I mean, we'll I'm kind of something. in agreement
1: with you guys. Yeah. You know, um, Zoe Deutsch, who I think would be a interesting kind of choice. Mm-hmm. Or um, if mean, she's maybe too old now, but like Emma Roberts, mm-hmm. too, would be a really cool um or um, even who is that redhead who is in it? The little redheaded girl. I don't oh, know if she's yeah. old enough. Yet. Yeah, I, yeah. Feel, I feel like um, she would be. Or Maya Hawk, right? She's in the Ooh, yeah. We we yeah, love Maya Hawke. Or Maya
3: Hawk stands here.
1: <laughs> oh wow!
2: If
3: you well, I mean, if you had to fix the film, like how would you want to fix it? Like to make it more maybe more sh- mainstream, get more to make more money. Um, if it were released again,
1: I'd I'd add a scene where that doctor gets murdered. <laughs> <laughs> Make it like a horror. I would maybe turn it into a horror film. Ooh, nice. that would be um, great. You know, where like because the ending, I have a, like I think the ending is just so. <sighs> so yeah. I wish um, that it had like some kind of twist or yeah. some kind of like I don't know. I work a lot in horror, so um, like the idea of like someone gets murdered, I just like exciting
3: to me. <laughs>
1: <laughs>
0: Megan just like <laughs> curled oh, her boy. fingers together and then
1: like tapped them together.
0: Yeah, it was
3: very <laughs> Mr. Burns.
1: <laughs> You're welcome.
3: <laughs> I think when she says she works in horror, she's a serial killer. Um, That's what she just announced.
1: Also, I watched Midsummer finally um, last night, mm-hmm. so I'm in a weird headspace. You guys are gonna get me in in top form.
0: I I love it. Like I, if anything, turn anything into a horror film especially this type of film where it has to do with a woman's body mm-hmm. that's i feel i am 100 percent on that yeah um okay let's start uh let's get into the movie then um so it opens on a rose blossoming and jazzy music playing and then it cuts to glenville georgia in 1971 a man drives down the road and it's there's a voiceover of this man talking about his dad living alone and he, he's like there visiting him and stuff. And he talks about this painful nostalgia when he looks at this house. And it's like, what kind of painful nostalgia, sir? And then he mentions a girl being hired to help around the house and how he, she was the first girl that he had ever loved. I was like, oh, it's a love story. And then you get to the past
1: yeah, where it gets <laughs> real po- problematic. <laughs> um problematic, but I also think like there's like in in the in the actual like his character is 15, mm-hmm. 14 or 15, 13? No, 13. No, he's 13. And she plays she's playing even though she's older, she's playing 19. Oh, okay. So it's not that big of you know but then she's got the um the kind of like the um emotional uh intelligence of like an 11 year old that's
0: why I figured that she was had a little like mental arrestive development yeah. a little bit um and uh, like the more we learn about her the more we realize oh there is a reason mm-hmm. why she
1: uh, she is like this yeah and a little bit of mystery too yeah which, well I get that how it like, gets revealed later yeah. but yeah so so um I love I love the scene the opening scene when she's into she's walking up Mm -hmm. um to their house with the suitcase and the kid sees it for the first time and um you know i get the sense that it's not a, a, a kid's probably not exposed to women that pretty yeah and um you know she's right in that like where she's not age appropriate but she's not that far off from being yeah. age appropriate. Mm-hmm. And, um, it's you like know, your even,
3: babysitter or something.
1: Yeah. And even then, like, she's less provocatively dressed than she is later in the film, but she's hot. And yeah. so it's just his 13 year old boy. And the whole movie, we should say too, is kind of, um, shown through the perspective of this kid. Right. So, um, also what we're seeing might not even be what's, re- it's just how the kid is interpreting it all. Yeah. Um, which I thought was a really interesting oh, choice. Oh,
0: yeah. Like, you don't really know if he's like, embellishing it a little bit especially that Mm -hmm. one scene that happens that we'll talk about to make Adam very uncomfortable (laughs) Um, but yeah already uncomfortable (laughs) it's set in the depression era too Mm -hmm. like so it's so it's a little different times so like a lot of things are a little murky at yeah. that like mm-hmm. time period of yeah. like how
1: we view things from now.
3: A fourteen year old in the Depression era is like a thirty three year old mm-hmm. now. Yeah. yeah,
1: and this is a Southern well to do family, mm-hmm. um, which I think is an important distinction as well. Yes. So they, um, you know, and they're good people who are aware of what's going on and have a genuine um, interest in helping one another. Mm-hmm. So when they hear about rose's case that um she needs to find a job so that she can keep away from being a prostitute yes um they want to take her in and they they think that like we're loving and we're kind and we can fix her yes um so they come from that perspective so rose walks up the driveway and little boy sees her and oh boy (laughs) then that's when you know like oh this is (laughs) we're in for a ride (laughs) Describes her as big but womanly. Mm-hmm. That's like
0: his description of a rose, when she uh, when um, uh, Mrs. Hillier mm-hmm. um, asks about her, and then she starts. Uh, so Mrs. Hillier introduces Rose to the ki- other kids. Mm-hmm. It's Woski who hates the name, yeah, and then Dolly who also hates the name, and then Buddy who she calls brother. Mm-hmm. Like, it's, it's a very odd—I I guess it's, like, a southern thing, and all nicknaming these
1: kids and Yeah, stuff, but I'm not quite sure. Um, but I love that the kids are—they're are, so smart that they have this self-awareness that, like, our nicknames are dumb. Yeah. Like, no, no one in this family is a weak person. Yeah,
0: no, that's true. Like, everyone has opinions. Everybody has, like, a viewpoint of, like, how uh, other people are reacting to things. So, it's a really well-written, like, <laughs> character piece, study, if you will. Um. So, Mr. Hillier like, comes home and, like, Rose Rose is just taking it in. Mm-hmm. She is clearly, Smith, like, really into him. So, you, at first, like, I didn't know how, like, her character, how their characters were together. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like, it felt like they kind of possibly already had a re- relationship before <laughs> this uh this scene but um we kind of learn later on like how like how, how he is and stuff <laughs>
1: Um, I just I love that too because she you know she doesn't know how to you know right away she doesn't um, know how to express affection mm-hmm. and love in a real way other than through sexualizing herself mm-hmm. so um, and having like sexual feelings for someone so I think she looks at him she obviously has daddy issues yeah and she's like oh this man has been kind to me and has taken me in and given me a job when I need it the most mm-hmm. and he wants to save me so immediately I think that's the attraction for
0: yeah, her. Yeah, truly. And then, um, so we cut to like Rose playing Lakeside with like Dolly and Wasky and a turtle. And she's like, definitely, like, seems like a little kid when she's with Mm -hmm. these kids because she's
1: doing this turtle dance too, so it's real fun. She's also hiking up her dress and wiggling around so the little boy is just like,
2: ah!
1: (laughs) Um, But for her, I think she just, she feels like she's a kid too. Yeah, Yeah.
0: and like, uh, Buddy's like watching them from afar because he's like so enamored by her. And like, I guess it's also like, the two of them are trying to figure out their sexualities at the same time Mm -hmm. too like where he's just like sex 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 and she's love like mm-hmm. it's just that dynamic that like plays into this movie yeah. really well and then so later like um like later that night while prepping for dinner rose asked like buddy about his mom her their his mom's past because like she his mom is like studied in New York mm-hmm. and like had this is from the South, but she went up north, so like she's like studying all this
1: stuff. And she's studying to get a PhD or something yeah. in agriculture or plants and she's got a, a garden and she's a really smart woman.
0: Yeah, she's incredibly intelligent. And so like I think she's just trying to model herself after mm-hmm. um, after Mrs. Hellier. Yeah. Um because she uh, Mrs. Hellier is also like a um an orphan
1: yeah. as well. So yeah. and also acting as a mother figure. So they yeah. have they have the orphan in thing in common um and i think rose who probably feels a little bit like a fuck can i say can i swear yeah yeah yeah, of course she probably feels a little like a fuck and sees this woman who's like well she was an orphan too and she's accomplishing things Mm -hmm. and she's aspirational to me Mm
0: -hmm. you know which is so sweet and then uh buddy had to turn it all upside down with talking about cannibalism and then (laughs) like doing like like an evil mood or something that's what how she described it
2: yeah,
1: I I love that the little boy just immediately shows his dark side to try and impress her. <laughs> like look at how cool, you know, it's just
0: <laughs> It's like little boys flexing on young uh, young women trying to be like, I'm older than you think I am Yeah.
1: Look at I know things. I'm dark. <laughs> Was I, listen, you? I've I've fallen for that. <laughs>
3: Oh. Yeah, it's a, the, that's the bad boy mentality. That's what that's what he's trying to go for.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So that's you? That's,
0: that's
3: totally me. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, it would have yeah.
1: worked. I mean, it would have worked on me. <gasps> it would work on me now, probably. <laughs>
3: I had a, oh, yeah. I had a skull necklace. Uh, and my hair was jet black, <laughs> and I just hated the world. Never worked, though.
0: No. <laughs> Because everyone up in NorCal is the same. Yeah, yeah it's
3: literally everybody's sad did and depressed in NorCal. you have
1: swoopy bangs?
3: Swoopy, no, my hair is too curly for that. <laughs> oh,
1: okay. So
3: I, I would attempt it. Actually, okay, so I gelled it. I tried gelling it yeah. and trying the bang things, but they just curled around my head and just looked like cuter curly cues than they would have if I didn't gel them. <laughs> it did not work.
1: Oh, that's kind <laughs> of anyway. adorable. Yeah, it, it was
3: adorable. And like, you know, like, oh my God, this guy's being precious right now. <laughs> But it's like <laughs> me trying to go like, oh, I'm listening to corn and I'm, I'm <laughs> badass and oh. death is inevitable. Did
1: you fall for the by- boys with the swoopy bangs? Um, I think I fell for
0: guys who were in a hill or like a like a rockabilly band. Okay, all <laughs> right. So, like, they, it was the bangs that
1: were, like, uh, quaffed up. Yeah. Yes. The pompadour. Pompadour. Yes. Like yes. the Morrissey pompadour. <laughs> yes, exactly. Oh, all right. I'm, be- I'm learning a lot about you. <laughs> um, what about
3: you? Did you, was it, like, the, the swoopy bangs? You've mentioned it twice now. Well,
1: so I'm going to say, yeah, I did, I did have a thing for swoopy bangs in a long time ago in my life but I so Lucas Haas is a little bit older than me uh-huh. and I remember seeing this movie I saw like at years after it came out when it came out on HBO because mm-hmm. that's you know more normally how I saw stuff as a kid and that bull cut <laughs> I thought he was so handsome he is I mean he's handsome for a kid mm-hmm. but I he was a little bit older than me mm-hmm. but I think by the time I saw it we were closer in age and um I don't I had a crush my young (laughs) my young self oh Megan yeah I don't have a crush anymore he's a kid but and I'm an adult but yeah at the time I think I was like "Hmm, I found my type (laughs) (laughs) bowl cuts got it
3: (laughs) they're talking about cannibalism (laughs) (laughs) yeah in the darkness (laughs) so
0: uh, during dinner Mr. Hillier like shows up and he's, like, all in this, like, energetic mood. He didn't want to eat anything. And he just wants a half cup of coffee. And um, after um, Rose pours him some, he smacks her on the ass. And I was, and then she runs away crying because she was so upset or, like, had a like an emotional reaction mm-hmm. to it. And I
1: was like, wait. This is weird.
3: Very complex. But yeah. he's
1: also, there's also the like he loves me, he loves me not. Is she doing that yet? Where she's like, uh, like going through beads or something on the plate. She's like, he loves
0: me, he loves me not, he loves
1: me, he loves me not. I think that yeah, yeah, yeah. I think
0: maybe earlier because he yeah. she drops it in that that scene. I yeah. think. and I didn't catch that what it was. Like I thought she was just playing with uh, peas or something. Yeah, <laughs> something
1: like that. Yeah. Um, I, it's funny because. Nowadays, if you just smack someone on the ass, it'd be like, what are you doing? That's not a lot. But I think in the third, it's like men just kind of everybody was sweetheart, dang, yeah, you know? And, and so um, a smack on the ass might have just been a sign of affection and not, <laughs> um, still a little weird. Uh-huh. Yeah. But not but- in
3: the, like, it's still like n- a non-family member that's...
1: Yeah. I mean, I think from the start he feels familial to her,
3: yeah,
2: because
1: he like says in the beginning,
0: like we open you, uh, we we welcome you with open arms, basically, as (laughs) almost like a father figure and stuff. It's also
3: true that he's he's a ex uh, baseball coach. In this, in this, in this, he's You're, a baseball coach. In this, really? Right? Yeah, 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 yeah. That's why he's oh. smacking them on the ass. Oh that's
0: God, so Adam, what is with these? <laughs> Get out of here! Or he had
3: that big, uh that big bat of uh, that was from Babe Ruth in the background. Of, of-
0: <laughs> you did not watch this movie. <laughs> oh yeah. Okay. Um. So it cuts to the young children playing cowboys and native americans it was a very different time so i kind of accepted that um and rose and mrs hillier uh, have this awkward moment like before they start talking like there's just like she's just so uh rose was just so awkwardly moving her body towards her to try to like broach the subject of like her finding out that she's an orphan too Mm -hmm. and like we find out that uh, she's actually getting a master's degree oh the master's yeah yes, the yeah. PhD. And uh, we also What's have it? to note that she is deaf
1: mm-hmm.
0: as well, so that she's even more of like uh handicapped, yeah if she, you does, will. she
1: does she does a hearing aid, yeah. but um she's mostly deaf, yeah, yeah
0: um, and they have like this really tender moment when it's uh, like it's revealed to us, like as the audience, even though we've been talking about it, that Rose is also orphaned, too. And then the kid we cut to the kids like the kids have been watching the whole time and they like start saying like, Man, our mom is so naive and I was like, What is going on? They are really like like observant and mm-hmm. stuff. Because they also like so Wasky
1: um, points well, out or I wanna go back to um we find out Rose is orphaned, or so she says. Oh, um, yeah. But uh, back to the, g- the kids are so smart in this, and, yeah. Um, I think there's a lot of times when you see movies that kids are depicted as kind of being dumb or mm-hmm. childlike. But I, I remember being at those ages and thinking that, like, grown-ups around me were Neanderthals. And I was smiling, like, what are they doing? <laughs> and But I wouldn't always vocalize it. So I like that these they, um you know, kind of show these kids' inner monologue a little yeah, bit. Yeah. Um, again, because it's being told from the perspective of the, the little boy. Mm-hmm.
0: Mm-hmm. So, like, Wofsky points out that Rose is madly in love with their father. And I... Well, I had a hard time, like, thinking that because it kind of reminded me, like, so back in the day when I was a kid, uh, my or I was in high school and my parents, like, allowed, like, this nun from Vietnam to stay with us. And she clearly had a thing for my dad. Yeah. <laughs> and it was very upsetting. I, like, hated her so much. <laughs> so it was, like, kind of hard for me to, like, kind of fathom that these kids were be okay with this, you know what I mean. But it could have been like a different time or so th- something.
3: This was very triggering for you watching yes, this movie. Yes, yes, bringing you back to when the uh, nun was, was yes. living with you.
0: She didn't. She did not remember that cell of the seal oath. <laughs> <laughs>
3: Wait, oh my so goodness! was this like so, a Catholic nun?
0: Yeah. How long did she live with you? She lived with us for a couple months. Um, what did your she,
1: mom, is your, was your mom there too?
0: Yeah, she was, my mom like thought it was hilarious. Like she knew she wasn't going to do anything, Wait. which it was. <laughs> what?
3: <laughs> so your mom was like, like totally fine and aware of it.
0: Yeah, we were all making fun of, like they were all making fun of it because like, The way, like, she would say, like, my dad's name and calling him, like, over, you know? Like, it was very clear that she, like, had a crush on him. Did your dad know? Did he he think it
1: was funny?
3: I think uh, my
0: dad was, like, uncomfortable and clearly very
1: uncomfortable about this situation. And your mom, so your mom just thought it was hysterical.
0: Yeah,
3: yeah, yeah. This nun was down to fuck. (laughs) And, like, it was some vacation that she she, she was, like, a... It's like Stella got her groove back but yeah. in Amer- like Long Beach.
1: Oh my god, yeah. I want to write that into a horror movie. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> a nun that comes <laughs> and, like usurps our fans. Oh, oh my god, like fatal attraction but with s- a nun yeah. that you've taken in. Oh my god. Yeah, like
3: it's like or it's like um uh, it's like uh, that Drew Barrymore film where like the she like seduces the dad and like it goes like negative towards the, like the relationship like he scorns her and so then the nun like tries to, like, kill the family be- <laughs> in order to, like, usurp the mom or something like that. Because she's, like, destroyed her, her her oath. I'm in love with that. You should what was ro- the, totally or, write that. What
1: was the, wh- the hand that rocks the cradle? hand kind that of rocks the yeah. cradle. That's yeah. what I was talking about. Yeah, Rebecca yeah, Rebecca Dumourne. There's not Drew. It's Rebecca Du Mornay, isn't it? Is I think she hidden?
3: was in the... Drew Barrymore was in the second one.
1: Oh. Yes. No, was, was it called Poison
3: Ivy? Yes. No, that's the one. <laughs>
1: there was too many.
3: There's That's the um, one. Yeah, <laughs> that same one.
1: I know all of the uh, movies in this... In this. Uh, creepy lady comes to town <laughs> genre yes, yes, apparently. Yes. poison
3: ivy yeah poison
1: ivy wow
0: um, that's one to
2: revisit
1: <laughs> so uh, <laughs> after,
2: that is
0: what- uh, during dinner Rose becomes like frazzled by something like oh that's, this mm-hmm. was the scene where she was like doing he the beat he, loves me, not. he yeah. loves me he loves me not. he and loves
1: then, me he loves me not. he loves me he
0: loves me that's exactly
3: like- what how Laura Dern sounded in this right? And she's
1: more like he loves me he loves me not, <laughs> he loves me and she says
0: it so softly that, like the, because she's sitting right next to Mrs. Hill- Hillier, and she's, I think she doesn't have her h- hearing aids, yeah. in, so she's been like openly, like talking about something, on like right next to her. So um, this
3: would have been a really great horror film,
0: yeah. If she
3: was like secretly plotting the mom's death and like trying to usurp her the whole time, this would be really good.
0: Mr. and Mr. Hillier have, like, this disagreement about, like, driving because he doesn't want her to drive. But she was like, I, what are you talking about? Like, I could drive. Like, let me drive. And so, like, he finally succeeds, uh, like, she finally succeeds in this argument and
1: then um allows and makes him to help Rose with the dishes.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: So mom leaves the house. Yes. Dad has been assigned dishwashing duty with Rose. Yes and so it's what what move was that like i think she thinks that i don't know well
0: (laughs) well after mrs hillier has left the kids spy on rose and mr hillier like he's in the dining room the dining rooms doors are closed but there's like this tiny little crack for um dolly and buddy to look through and then at First, it's like kind of boring and domestic
1: because he's looking at the newspaper. He's like, he's like reading the newspaper yeah. while, while she's not really helping. He's just sitting there reading the newspaper while she still does all the dishes. Yeah, yeah. And then Rose becomes overwhelmed. Yeah, extremely overwhelmed. And to- just sits on his lap.
0: And just
1: stays there even though he says no. He's like, get off me. Yeah. Yeah. He's not really fighting it very much. No. Yeah. And he's then, trying to reason. I feel like he's trying to reason with her yeah. and not embarrass her. Mm-hmm. Uh-uh.
0: Yeah. Was- <laughs> At yeah. first. Because <laughs> he, like, starts mentioning, like, how Mrs. Hillier like, would fight for her and like you wouldn't do this to her you know like Mm -hmm. he was just trying to reason with her but then she like is crying and getting really hysterical
1: please yeah please just let me kiss you mister (laughs) please just let me kiss you daddy I think is what she's saying sorry I really love Yeah, no, it gets it gets so uncomfortable, and then she plants one on him. Yeah, and then he kisses her back for a bit, and then he pushes her, but then she pulls him, and next thing you know, she's like laying down on like a side bench or something, and her boobs out. Yes, and then it cuts to the kids giggling because they're like her tits out. Yeah, and it was so that that's really funny to me that the kids. And they're kind of the kids are a little team rose. Yeah, they kind of want her to succeed. Yeah, I think because maybe they like
0: her so much that they want her to stay around. But there was like no precedence of like her like wanting to leave at any time. <laughs> so I was like it was kind of strange because again, like it triggered me. <laughs> <where> <laughs> yeah. I was like, my God, if I saw that, I would have been like, get the fuck out of here. Yeah, yeah. And um, it was just. It was interesting to watch, especially. And then I, like, I was thinking maybe this is because it's like depression
1: era. Well, like, also I think there's probably a little bit like the girl's pretty smart mm-hmm. and and uh, smart as a whip, like she's smart as a whip and a little sassy. Mm-hmm. So there might be part of her that like wants to be like Rose.
2: Oh. and
1: I think the little boy wants to live vicariously through his dad. So I yeah. think that's why they're they're kind of on board with it. Mm-hmm. Um, the littlest one might it isn't isn't there for that, but I think mm-hmm. that's why the the two older ones might be on board
0: yeah they just accept this and then they after their dad like gets up he's like he he freaks out he calls obviously. her a
1: nincompoop which is uh, listen I am gonna start using that name call more often <laughs> yes. cause it's like it's very specific yeah um but he's like he calls her a nincompoop and I just think it's like it's cause it's so unsexy it's what you would say to like a a child yeah. who's made a mess and um yeah I thought it was it's just a perfect thing for him to say
3: <laughs> is this and, where he says put your damn tit back in your yes, dress yeah
1: that's exactly where it replace is
3: replace that tit is yes. that what it is yeah says? replace that to not replace yeah yeah I'm just replace that
1: it. tit. yeah, yeah it's great it. I, my southern accent's terrible but you get that the
2: yes. yeah hey guys this is lisa monahan
3: and this is andy Clodfilter. filter
2: and we are the hosts of 90s court a podcast that takes two awesome things from the 90s and pits them against each other in court we present our cases and you vote online to say who wins
3: Twister versus Independence Day?
2: Twister, obviously.
3: Nirvana versus Smashing Pumpkins?
2: Nirvana, duh.
3: Bumble Jug versus Doritos 3D?
2: That's a hard pass, neither.
3: Join us for a ridiculous trip down Nostalgia Lane as we dive into the best games, movies, music, and more from the 90s. Subscribe now and listen to us wherever you listen to podcasts.
2: The World Podcast.
0: After they, uh, their dad like casts her out. Buddy and Dolly just run up the stairs. Buddy is like way too into this. He's yeah. like real into it. Like, but Dolly's like, Ugh. no, this is so s- dumb. You're, you're.
1: This would break up our family. She realizes that mm-hmm. after a while, and like, um. He- I also have a hard time believing that they ran up the stairs so loud that you wouldn't. Hear them from yeah. the dining room that you wouldn't hear that no one okay. That was the one thing that I'm like they would have heard those <laughs> kids running. Yeah, like there, there's a lot You're of sneaking around them. and like almost like uh, like those kids were spying on them, but like terribly yeah. <laughs> spying. Yeah, on them. I'm just like this. Who did the sound design? Because you would be tiptoe, you wouldn't be gong <laughs> gong anyway. Right. Yeah, yeah.
3: Well, they had that whole scene about uh, how squeaky the the floorboards yeah. were, right?
1: Yeah.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Sure.
1: <laughs> sure. Yeah.
0: Later that night, buddy looks at some naughty like comic books. Uh like they're comic strips that
1: are like I didn't get a good look at them. They were like It was like a, a like a um akin to a modern day graphic novel but very tiny and mm-hmm. had boobs and yes. butts instead and- of like cats. <laughs>
3: Set of cats.
2: <laughs> or whatever. I
1: mean, what do you look at comic? Like, you know, I think about the comic, the literally like, comic book thing, like Garfield yes, books yes, and stuff like yes. that that we saw um, that we would have had as a kid. And mm. um, so this was just a dirty one. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs>
0: So he like gets into bed and he starts looking at this. He stops when Rose comes in to lay next to okay, him. Okay, this
1: is where it gets us. She comes into his, like talk about not having good boundaries. Yes. is She She feels humiliated. Mm-hmm. And she goes to the 13-year-old kid who she's, you know, become friends with. But she goes to the 13-year-old boy's room in her nightgown for comfort for the humiliation she feels and this is like where it it, i the the director martha coolidge does such a great job with handling the subject matter i couldn't it would be real pervy i think if uh, there had been a man male director um
3: still written by a man though
1: written by a man but um you know it was shown by a woman but i don't think that it's it doesn't feel sexual. It just feels Well. <laughs> <laughs> Did you see her nightgown? Yes. Um no, I mean I think it but I think, you know, again it it's in the beginning of them you're really learning so much about Rose and how yeah. she just really is not emotionally uh intelligent at all, very no. immature. Um and you know, is just uses sex for comfort.
0: Yes. Um and like the more I thought about it, the more I'm like she's a victim of like her abuse. Right. Cause she, we la- later learned she is, was mm-hmm. abused.
3: Cycle of abuse. Yeah. yeah. Cy- okay. It's a
0: cycle of abuse cause she thinks that like, um, someone who's 13 could emotionally handle what she's going right. through too. But she keeps on calling him a child too. Like, a, and, um, so let's get into this scene. It's very uncomfortable, Adam. So, can wait. <laughs> mm. Um, so all the while, wa- like, he, she's, Like laying next to him, she's like talking about her heartbreak, and she finally reveals it's like her heartbreak with
1: her dad, their dad. And so uh, inappropriate, by the way. If imagine if a babysitter nowadays, um, you know, I mean, but sometimes you'll hear these stories about you know, like a twenty-five-year-old high school teacher having an affair with one of their students, Mm -hmm. right? And it's very much like that. Yeah, it's exactly. It's almost exactly like this, where like
0: all the while, Buddy is like trying to get. To grope her yeah. like she's just laying there. She doesn't try to leave or anything. And then he's like, "Now's my
1: chance." Yeah, he like I have a real live woman in my bed, <laughs> and, um, and I see her nipples. Yeah. I'm going for it.
3: Th- this is just like uh, uh, <laughs> in the night. This is also what we kind of talked about with like Poison Ivy and the Hand mm-hmm. that Rocked the Cradle. This is like another one of those films that were happening in the early '90s, mm-hmm. where like something about like just making. Boys, especially like young preteen boys, like super horned up, mm-hmm. and like after a way more out of attainable like uh, woman. Like I remember, there's this film called Milk Money or something like that, mm-hmm. and it's literally about a bunch of boys save enough uh, save enough uh, up, enough money selling whatever milk or something like that to buy a prostitute for a weekend. <laughs> and that was a movie that was made in the 90s, Jeez. and it was just very much like. This male fantasy of like, ooh, wouldn't it be great if an older woman was like into me when I was a teenager and I'd be so cool? Like, it's or, or like, and what's clearly happening here, from what I'm hearing, is like, they, this man, it just seems like a really dumb fantasy that somebody wrote down. And obviously, it's like,
0: I think it's more of like a symbol of like how she is. Like, it's like she will go, she emotionally isn't. 19 or however mm-hmm. old we perceive her to be, but she's emotionally 11 but still has sex,
3: right? Yeah,
0: because think she thinks that it's like love, and so she so, and she allows these men to do this to her, mm-hmm. including right. a 13 year old boy. Yeah. So that's cool. and
1: you know, and also again, the movie is being told from his perspective, mm-hmm. so whether or not this went down in the way that he's describing it, too, we don't really know, yeah. Um, but it's um.
3: But ultimately it's still depicting that this yes. action yeah. like, in front yeah. of our eyes and people are requested to buy tickets to watch it yeah. and stuff, you know, like Yeah. It's, I
1: mean we're seeing the thirteen a thirteen year old boy's fantasy. Right. Yes.
0: Um so this whole time it's being intercut between like her their dad their parents and stuff who are their dad like wakes up and like he just sits next to the window thinking.
1: He's disturbed.
0: Yes, he's very disturbed. Mm. And um and then we cut back to Rose and Buddy. He is groping her now. Yeah, at um, some point he
1: reaches right in her nightgown and starts to grope her. Yeah, and she starts to get turned on, and she doesn't hide that.
0: Yeah, not very well. Um, he, not at all. He she's like, oh, you're not. You don't understand what that does to a woman. And she's like, "You're a child your age." She says that often, but she doesn't like compute what that means. Yeah, yeah. And then um, he asks. Like, he whispers to her. Like, and we, we don't we, know we don't what he hear. whispers. Yes. But uh, she's like, <laughs> that is, like, she, like, gets taken aback by it. And and then she just says, child, your age, shouldn't know this stuff and stuff. And then he convinces her by saying that he'd like to love her. And so that, <laughs> like, kind of cinches it for her. And then in the other room, Mrs. Hillier wakes up to see Mr. Hillier all like all he says is that it's because of the depression that he's that he's upset and mm-hmm. he can't sleep.
1: And then we go back to Buddy and Rose, and he is yeah. he's got his hands in her lady parts. Yes, and, and he is he gives her a big O. Yes. How
3: how did they film this? Like how did it?
1: You see, um, this kind is, of, has to be a- it's it's a, it's a two shot of like their faces and you see like his hand down and you see that there's movement but you're not seeing oh okay yeah. so, so yeah so it's like, like a two shot contact. of their faces yeah yeah. although you do see when he slips his hand in her night it does go into her nightgown yeah. but you don't but her breast doesn't come out but yeah. it
3: is like the actor is still would be touching this woman i, I mean this, in the it nightgown. might have just
1: been like her leg or something i mean we don't well within yeah.
3: the nightgown is what oh within I mean. the
1: nightgown yeah he yeah. probably i don't know the yeah I don't know how the stuff And she might have been wearing this. a thing or something. Yeah, maybe she like was that. like
3: she was underneath the bed and there was like a doll on the her. She top was definitely <laughs> on the
1: bed. Um I mean, I don't know if they had an intimacy coordinator yeah. like you do on every set now where you have anything like that. There's an, always an intimacy coordinator in the nineties that wasn't really something that was happening. Um, but again, he's literally like 14 or 15. It's yeah. his actual age at that time. Yeah. yeah. And she's a 23, 22, 23-year-old 23 woman when they're it, shooting this. It was incredibly uncomfortable to watch,
0: but um, I would have to say it's weird because she's reacting, obviously, to this, and we would know how she would re- uh, she why she's reacting mm-hmm. this way, but he doesn't know what is happening. She's, like, getting an orgasm, and then he's like, are you okay? Like, are you sick right now? Uh, yeah. That's so
3: that's even sadder yeah. like the fact that he didn't know like that's how Like it just showed more of his innocence to that uh, yeah. Like yeah. afterwards yeah uh, uh, well I was gonna say is this seems like does this seem celebratory like does it seem like a, he triumphed in this or it, no. is it meant to be like this is supposed to creep us out right it's now it's
1: totally creepy yeah,
0: okay. yeah I think it's meant to be like super unsettling yeah. for us because like I think it also shows that like ah oh, this little boy doesn't know anything about
1: being right. a, like what? yeah, except the comics that he's yeah. seen. that's yeah. that's his only education. Yeah. yeah. Um, and then she gets really upset, and then she like leaves and come, right, she leaves she, and comes back, and yeah. she's like, "Please, buddy, don't tell. They're gonna fire me. They'll send me away. Please, please." Yes. Um, and is this the point? At some point, he starts asking her, "What are they called? The scoundrels? Who are the people that they yeah, refer at to?" The, it was the uh Birmingham, uh, Birmingham
0: or something like that. In Birmingham, like um these scoundrels or something where, or like where, a gang or something so
1: where she lived before um the whole reason she's left i think alabama mm-hmm. um the whole reason why she's left is because and it's not exactly explained or that you can put the pieces together is that um she's at risk for becoming a prostitute yes and it, there there's a hooligans is that yeah, scoundrels are they so. something there's a word they use describe these men who are like and and again we don't know if it was really someone trying to put her in a you know prostitution circle or if it was just regular men <laughs> uh, we don't really know but the reason why she's moving with the family is to escape that life right. and to be saved yeah. mm. um, but he the buddy promises
0: to never tell because he's in love with her yeah and uh, she tells him that she's going to look for Mr. Wright she's gonna get up the next morning, and look for Mister Wright. And the next morning, after Buddy's like been yelled at because he woke up at eleven a.m. He woke up late. Yes, he was up he, late. Yes, he confesses that it was because he was reading like dirty mag, uh, dirty comics. And it, like Mrs. Hellier is like so progressive about this mm-hmm. stuff. She's like, you shouldn't like. It's fine. Sex is fine. Mm-hmm. It's just that the way you're looking at it is wrong. Yeah. And it was really cool. And like that was like a really lit. Like, The moments with her was, like, really great to hear Mm -hmm. because she's so progressive and she'll, like—but she's still, like, a human, too, because she's obviously flawed in
1: that, like, she believes everything she she Mm -hmm. hears, almost. But she also, in saying that to him, almost validates what happened between the kid and Rose. Yeah, um, you know, because she's you know explaining to him that like oh what you see in magazines is just filth, yeah. but like sex is a beautiful thing. But it you know when you're in love blah. and um but she doesn't you know it, it was because uh, in the 1930s they were still I think or it was abstinence something that came more into play in the 50s. I don't I really know so. how it was um.
3: I think yeah, I think abstinence is definitely a, like a rise of like large Christian churches and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Like that happened probably closer to the seventies and yeah. And stuff.
0: I think that around that time, it, like it, I, you forget that it was so much more freer back in the day. Like we didn't really like look. We did well, it was look down. Still, and, it was still
1: strange to have children out of wedlock. Yeah, that was still
0: right. frowned upon. Yeah. Yeah. and um,
3: divorce was bad as yeah. well. Yeah. Mm-hmm.
0: Um. So Rose comes down. In like this busty halter
1: top dress that she made. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> she made a dress and it's beautiful, but probably inappropriate. <laughs> it looked like it was
0: definitely like a 90s dress, though. Like, it looked right? like
1: a Betsy Johnson kind uh-huh. of, like a, um, but it would have been the style, I guess, in the 30s yeah. too, with like the chiffon and mm. the, um, but she's gonna go into town and she's made this dress and mm-hmm. she's gonna wear it. And it's very funny after she's been rejected, then the dad has to look at her and the little boy who's just, you know, fallen in love with has to look at her in that. And uh-huh. then, uh, and then daddy decides that they're gonna give Rose a ride to town. Yes. So she doesn't have to walk.
0: And they, the reason why they go downtown with Buddy is because so that they can watch her. Like, they basically watch her going around town.
1: Yeah. Well, I think daddy had some business there or something. Yeah, something like that. <laughs> um, but they do. They spy on her. And um, the I love the scene. She's walking down the street, and the camera worker is so great here. It's just showing, like, the full. Like, and Laura Dern is in. Her body's just beautiful. Mm-hmm. She's in perfect shape. That dress is amazing. And her strut. Um, she doesn't quite have the like the gait of a gazelle. She's got a little bit of like her feet are a little turn. She's a little awkward yeah. in her walking, but she's confident. Yeah. Um and it's just she's it's really endearing. But the townsfolk are all like yeah. Gaffod. Yeah. And like women are, you know, covering their husband's eyes and things yeah. like that.
0: The classic meme was born in
1: that movie where
0: there's a guy, like, looking back at her and the wife is just shoving him. Like, trying to get him, like, to not, like, he's, like, outwardly drooling over Mm -hmm. Laura Dern's
1: character, like, while she's walking. Everyone is. Yes. Uh, And then uh, she finds a salesman at the bus stop.
0: And uh, Mr. Hellyer comments and says
1: that she strikes like a cobra. (laughs) I love that. So it's true. I mean, it took her no time at all to find who she thinks is going to be Mister Wright, who's this yeah. businessman. Um, so
0: later that night, Mister Hellier tells Mrs. Hellier that Rose bothers him, and like, <laughs> <laughs> and I was like, right after you witnessed her going after somebody else, it's yeah. like almost it was. It felt like he was like almost jealous. You know, he had like that that, uh, 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 like. Not really like conscious jealousy, but just like the internal jealousy. Right.
1: Yeah. Well, and it's misogyny too. Yeah. You know, he doesn't. The idea of a woman who is sexually free um, is makes him uncomfortable. Yeah. I mean, and still nowadays it still makes a lot of men uncomfortable. Mm-hmm. Um. So you know, and aside from that, he's she's hit on him. Yeah. open like in the house and um so yeah so that's when he starts to kind of like maybe we should get rid of her
0: <laughs>
1: um they hear her because they hear her
0: sneaking in very late at night and then mrs Hellier is like very accepting of rose her sp- free spirit but then her husband gets like condescending on her mm-hmm. and like she becomes she starts has like these hurt feelings and she starts crying and she rips off of her hearing aid she's like I don't want to hear you anymore sometimes I wish that would be it (laughs) (laughs) all and then she
3: shout um, out to deaf people with the ultimate mute button (laughs) (laughs) oh
1: boy (laughs) (laughs) how would they hear that
3: (laughs) we have a huge we have a huge deaf podcast listener base (laughs) <laughs> we, I, you, well, oh, I sign. I, I sign. I have a whole YouTube channel of us just signing. <laughs> of me just signing all of our podcasts.
0: Perfect. Yeah. It's
3: so, not accurate at all.
0: <laughs> so, um, she like she starts crying because she like realize she's like exclaims that she doesn't. He doesn't love her. He doesn't respect her. And then he he tells her that he loves and adores her, and then this kind of wins her back. And it kind of goes with that theme of the whole movie, where like women need just mm-hmm. want love, and men want sex because yes. they get it on afterwards. Oh yeah. Wow!
1: Wow! 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 Wow!
2: Wow! Wow!
3: Oh, is this the music that was playing it's behind us? It's the it? song I wrote for that moment <laughs> that we just
1: shared together.
0: Oh. Um, wow, wow. So in the morning, <laughs> Mrs. Hellyer is gardening and she's just, she notices a man sneaking around their property and she tells Rose to, uh, to which Rose is like, I don't, I don't well, know. Well, she also this. uses the
1: word again. There's that man again. Yes. Yeah.
0: And uh, <laughs> so Mr. Uh, Hellyer gets called home early, and he starts chasing after the guy to the point where the guy jumps into the river and swims away, which is the funniest thing. <laughs> 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 like like yeah, I, he'd, he'd rather risk like drowning then meeting with this man <laughs> um so later that night dolly tells the buddy that she she's worried about rose and then she like goes why is she acting so dumb which is i feel like dolly's character is like how a lot of women who have the privilege of living the way they do mm-hmm. and ve- like judging the other women how and their yeah. judgments it's like almost it was so symbolic what she was saying mm-hmm. right there and it was just so like this movie is like so riddled with like feminist um motifs and stuff mm-hmm. that we need to like i feel like it it should come back to this day and age yeah
1: well it did just they just had a screening of it at the arrow last mm-hmm. night i didn't get a chance to go but um yeah and i mean you know especially um well, we'll get into it later. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Keep going. <laughs> <laughs> um, so they get interrupted. Their conversation gets interrupted because two
0: men are fighting outside of their house. Um, and Mr. Hellyer comes out with a shotgun and scares them off. And then at breakfast, he like is deep in thought because he knows for a fact that these guys are here for Rose.
1: But Rose is like, I don't know who they are. I've never seen them in my life. I don't know, Daddy. I don't know who they are.
3: <laughs> it's just the... the- the, like townsfolk, man, know, the, man of the town. I don't know, Daddy. I never, town. I never
1: met him in my life. I know it's a stranger to me.
3: <laughs> having your name be Daddy in a film is unsettling. <laughs> like Excellent. having to refer to a, a character as Daddy. It's not. I mean, does it feel good? No. I mean,
1: or does it? I. um <laughs> Yeah. No. So Rose keeps denying she knows, but she knows them. Yes. They're all
3: her suitors. They're of her course. suitors.
1: She's got men. I mean, she's
3: literally swimming away mm. <laughs>
1: yeah um you know she's kind of a little like if you hear like stories of Meryl monroe and how she had all these like lovers mm-hmm. and partners and these men just going crazy over her and like this care her characters and you know the ironic thing is she's driving all these men crazy but really just deep down inside she's so empty mm-hmm.
0: and she definitely is and like um mrs Hellier like defends her and she just brings up the fact that it's the south it's this. The South has this oppressive nature, and like she brings up like slavery, which was mm-hmm. great because I was like, anything in the South, you need to bring up slavery. <laughs> yes. She was like, it's just this, like you, like in the oppressive nature of like controlling a woman and stuff, and it's still prevalent today as we've all been feeling it. Um, but then like Mister Um Hellier concedes by saying, like, look, see, like she's defending you; she will always defend mm-hmm. you. And stuff, and it's just, and then um, Rose, like she doesn't, again, like she just keeps on falling into these traps of like men. And so later at the hotel, um, Mr. Hellier and Buddy are playing a little pool. He, he works at they works yes, at the hotel. Yes. We
1: should say that he works at the the hotel. I yeah. mean, do they own the? I almost feel like they own the hotel.
0: Yes, um, Mrs. Hellier apparently owned it because it was part of her like. When her parents passed away, yeah, Yeah, her inheritance. So she's rich, but then he like married her for rich AF. Yes. (laughs) Yeah. And he helps run
1: the hotel. Yes. Um, That's his job, his day job. Yeah.
0: Um, So they get a call saying that. The chief of police is looking for him. And <laughs> it turns out Rose was arrested for being part of a bar fight and biting off
1: an officer's thumb. Yeah, she bit the she officer's. Bit off yeah, a in thumb? the middle of yeah. a, in the middle of the fight. So yes. there's a bar fight and an officer tries to break it up. She bites his thumb like completely off or it's I think pretty, it it's said down to the nub. Yeah. She bites this police officer, so they arrest her and they haul her into jail.
2: Mm-hmm. And, and they she's
1: have to-
3: fucking trash.
1: <laughs> yeah, she's a mess.
3: She's a mess.
1: So Daddy's got to bail her out mm. and take her home, and he's had enough. I kind of felt like um, both Mr. Hellier and Mrs. Hellier
0: were like two two extremes of the opposite sides. Mm-hmm. Where. Rose needed somebody in the middle almost mm-hmm. like someone who's trying to like bal- like help her
1: unpack what mm-hmm. she's going through. I don't know, go to therapy. Yeah. <laughs> I think that's Well, but the therapy wouldn't have been really something you did yeah. in the 1930s. It yeah. was to not a priest. Um, Well, <laughs> <laughs> uh or a doctor, but we'll get to that in a little oh, bit. Yeah, yeah. yes. Um so this is the first time that Daddy wants to Ye- fire her. Yes. He's like uh, and uh, and that's kind funny cuz like she's an employee. Like this whole time she's Their employee, like she's not a maid specifically, Mm -hmm. but she's supposed to be like a kind of a live-in caretaker of the children Mm -hmm. and a housekeeper. And so that's the other funny thing. She's doing this like under their roof as an employee. Could you imagine? (laughs) (laughs) I could not. Could you imagine if this one here, she was bringing in in people in and out of your studio (laughs) to like… Do other podcasts or like have a quickie so over there on that monitor. Like I, w-
3: I would say Megan. Be, I,
1: oh, it, no, I mean her. No, I I, but oh, I would tell you. You like, would tell me would tell about it. I
3: would say I, I don't care for her.
1: Well, I would, and then I would defend her. Yes. And I would say, well, you know, it's, uh-huh. you know. 2019, and a lot of things are socially acceptable that they weren't before, and she's just living her best life. Wow. And yeah, she's got that roommate with that cat, so she can't really bring him back there. Yes. So, um,
2: rip <laughs> yeah,
3: off I'm your hearing
1: aids. <laughs> 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 oh, she just got out of here. <laughs> For the record, I did rip my headphones off, but I put them back on so I can still hear. These are yeah.
3: literally hearing um, aids.
1: So, uh, is, this, is this when we find out Rose is sick? Um, not yet,
0: oh, I'm um, sorry,
2: spoiler, oh
0: yes,,
1: <laughs> um, so
0: at home, Buddy's like like overhearing he's that, bummed. yeah, he's real bummed, like the kids are like, Oh, she's gonna get fired and stuff, and um, so buddy goes to overhear Mr. and Mrs. Hellier talking about Rose, and it it's not looking good for Rose no so. Mrs. Hellier like goes upstairs, to talk to her, but they find out she's really sick, like she's burning up. So they send her to the hospital, and she again, like she is a child-minded mm-hmm. person, and she's freaking the fuck out, like like how a child would be, like being sent off to the hospital. Well, this yeah. is like
3: pre like antibiotics too, right? Uh, if somebody's uh, sick, there would have been
0: some stuff. Then.
1: Yeah, because they they had surgery too.
3: Oh really? Yeah, yeah. Oh. yeah.
1: But uh, well, she's or they were at the dinner table or something. they were having a conversation. She's like, "Yeah," and she's sick. Yeah, so um, they have to take her to the. That's right. right. She kept on mentioning that she's sick. That she was yeah, not feeling well. Or they would, or Mrs. Hillier would say like, "Are you feeling okay, Rose?" She's like, "Yeah, yeah, I'm fine. I'm just blah blah blah." So it keeps coming up, and so now we know, like, oh, she's actually sick. They take her to the hospital. Mm-hmm. She protests a little bit. Turns out she has double pneumonia. <laughs> <laughs> I don't. I've never heard of that. Both lungs, I think, is what it means. Yeah, because pneumonia is normally fluid in your lungs. Mm -hmm. And so um, double, I would assume, it means it's infecting both of your lungs and not one, which is pretty serious and something that like, even now today people die from.
0: Yeah, like the doctor was so surprised that she's alive, especially. And then he starts pointing out like. This is the first time we meet the doctor, by the way. Who is.
1: Not my favorite character.
0: He's like an older gentleman and he's from the north. He's a Yankee. um, And so Mr. Hillier and the doctor don't really get along at first. And like
1: he makes some really lewd comments about her body as well. He does. Mm. But he also talks about um, her having been fed protein as a kid. Yes. So that's... And uh, in those days, you know, if you were if you were eating protein on a regular basis, it probably meant that you were well off. Mm-hmm. So it kind of negates what Rose has been saying about being an orphan and being so poor. Yeah, um, it really brings into question her history. Yes, and it, it you know it does negate what she's told us so far. Yeah, um, and also she has un.
0: N- uh, she oh no we find that out later. later yeah, yeah. and um, so we were questioning if she's like really rich or like really poor cuz she came, apparently came from a poor dirt farm
1: yeah and um, she never wants to go back to she hates farms they give her PTSD but also if she's she was eating protein so um it was never really gets answered what that's all about but yeah. maybe maybe her circumstances weren't Quite as bad as we were Uh, led to believe.
0: We actually, we, well, uh, I'll get to it near the end. But, um, so like later on, like throughout the days, like she starts to get, have like a clearly a relationship with the doctor because she's like talking about how he doesn't, like his wife doesn't understand her, him, and like he's taking very long visits and stuff. Yeah.
1: He will come to visit her to check on her and see if she's okay. Mm -hmm. And he'll spend a really long, time in that room with her yes and um alone by the way alone and um there is one really great shot of they show buddy buddy's close uh his face close up but the doctor walks out and they have a they make eye contact and you can just tell in buddy's eyes buddy's like i know what you're doing Mm -hmm. in there and the doctor gets a little uncomfortable yes but he's a Skis ball. Yeah, he's the worst.
0: He's really the worst. He's um, the worst. And we'll find out later on. Um, so like Mrs. Hellier is like trying to rehabilitate Rose, but it's all for naught because one morning uh, Rose gets caught with a man in her room.
1: The way that they find out is that uh, Daddy starts banging on her door and is like, Rose, I saw shoes downstairs. I know. So, so the dude left his shoes <laughs> by the door.
3: But how polite. <laughs> took his and shoes an idiot.
1: off. He's just an idiot. He <laughs> bring them up. You do yeah. leave the evidence behind. No. So daddy's banging on the door and Rose is wrapped in a bed. She's just like, whoa, what? I didn't really know. And then, and then daddy looks out the window and there's a man with like a broken leg or sprained ankle or something like that on the ground without clothes on. So we we know what happened. Uh-huh. And then... Hijinks. Yeah. And you know, and daddy's like, you know, this this man needs medical attention, Rose. Like, what? we gotta do something here. Where's his <laughs> clothes? She's like, under the mattress, like so, she tried to hide his clothes. Oh yeah, um, it
0: was it it was the last straw for him, basically. So he fires her, and then the next day he comes home hot. He has like news for them because he's found a job for Rose on
1: a farm, a dairy farm. <laughs> well, they don't call it, they call it a dairy? Us uh, like facility A dairy facility. So they don't use the word farm because uh-huh. they know how she feels about farms. Mm-hmm. And then she starts crying because she's pregnant and doesn't yeah. want to bring a child
0: to a farm. Yeah. And uh, Mrs. Hellier asks her, who is the father?
1: Yeah, and, and she doesn't have an answer. Yes.
0: She doesn't know who because... And then Mrs. Hellier was even taken aback by this a little bit. Mm-hmm. But she did... She... Uh, to her credit, she doesn't judge, or, like outwardly mm-hmm. judge her.
1: And like she, she just un- changes the subject. Well, it's a, it's a,
0: we just,
2: what, yeah. <laughs>
0: it's like a very southern thing. Mm-hmm. Just, she doesn't want to confront the uncomfortable mm-hmm. subject. Well, I mean, we don't
1: have to talk about that now, sweetheart. Y- yeah, yeah, yeah.
0: <laughs> <laughs> so Mr. Hellyer, he doesn't believe her. So he forces her to pull up her dress to expose her stomach.
1: And she's supposedly three months pregnant.
0: Yeah. And she. To them,
1: it looks she looks like she. Well, and pregnant. this is funny because to me, I'm like, oh, it just is like me after French fries. <laughs> like, <I'm, laughs> I was like, well, I don't. I'm like, I would kill to look like, like, um. But yeah, so for I it, guess it looks like she had
0: a carne asada fries. Really, yeah. <laughs> oh my
1: god, I'm getting so hungry right now. <laughs>
0: So at the doctors this is, we're almost to the end. Um at the doctors it turns out that Rose has an ovarian cyst which is incredibly deadly for women. Please go get checked out once a year. Mm-hmm. Um and she can she can't have children cuz she's sterile due to gonorrhea. Untreated gonorrhea when, when she, she was 15. Yes.
1: Yeah. And um so and, so uh not pregnant
0: yes <laughs> and uh she's also had like tb he mentioned that tuberculosis yeah
3: Yeah. yeah. which is why i think okay yeah that's like before vaccine the vaccine i guess yeah. Yeah. yeah
0: um and then the doctor offers to uh to do this radical hysterectomy which is so fucked up yeah and like he doesn't he doesn't consult her because she's not even in the room. She's outside of it. But they're outside
1: listening. Yeah. So she doesn't, like, so, and in, in at first, because the doctor at first, I think at first relays the, the information to Rose, and they don't show you this, but he relays the information to her, and she apparently thinks she's got cancer or mm-hmm. something like that. Yeah. She's in hysterics crying on the bench with her head in, like, Buddy's lap. So the, the kids are outside of the doctor's office listening in on the conversation, and And the doctor is saying, well, we need to remove the ovarian cyst. And they have to do... They want to now do a... He wants to do a hysterectomy on both ovaries, which is super radical that he thinks will calm down her libido because he diagnoses her as being... Having the neuroses of being an infomaniac. Yeah. Right. The doctor has been probably fucking her. (laughs) It's like, now let's make it so I can fuck her without a problem. It's so... It's so fucked up, this scene in this man. And
0: I feel like it was not him like and no because he starts describing so that she could turn ugly basically like mm-hmm. she would lose all like her um, hormones that just, so she loses her breasts and like she's she grow growing hair, hair in weird places yeah. so it was she would be less attractive so essentially
3: yeah. a punishment for being sexually oh, like, yes. like active yes. essentially yes. Uh,
0: because he probably he probably like it sounded it seems like to me that he she probably scorned him yeah. or something and like it's also. Was sleeping with because mm-hmm. he probably found out that he's she was sleeping with that g- younger guy probably mm-hmm.
3: not a lot of doctors in that town had he, to fix that guy that jumped out the window yeah
0: oh exactly yeah. and um and then Good he observation yeah <laughs> appreciate- um and he probably like was like this is the only way to control her mm-hmm. is to make her less sexual and take that away and Mr. Hellier was
1: like being like, oh, that would help me so much. Yeah. So Mr. <laughs> Hellier's on on board with anybody's He's reluctant, mm-hmm. but he is agreeing with the doctor, of course.
0: And then Mrs. Hellier, she's not having it. She does this grand speech about how disgusting this is mm-hmm. and how like it was. I think this was what won me over for this movie. How great it was. I because, also think this is
1: probably what got her her Oscar nomination yes, for best supporting actress because
0: mm-hmm. she was. Laying it into these men and like making it known that this doctor will never see the light of day mm-hmm. if he does such an operation, and it it kind of like harkens back to how like certain doctors for uh, when women have babies, they do the the husband stitch. Oh my god!
1: It is do you know about that? Off-
3: Wait, women, when women have... No. Oh, yes, because they... Yeah, yeah, yeah. Where to, they like, do the extra the, things, to, to, to yes, it yeah. yeah,
1: supposedly, but it doesn't work that way.
0: Yes, right. to tighten up like uh, the vaginal canal to make it better for the men or yes. something, not whatever. That's
1: not even how vaginas work. Oh, yeah, so it, so, so... it just makes it really painful and uncomfortable and, for and everyone. And yeah. women die from this, yes. too, so it's...
3: From the infection. Yeah, and right. it,
1: this is, like,
0: recent, too. This is, There's this, an article, yeah. Yeah. So it's still going on that these yeah. men are trying to control the I mean, and also, body. you know, like
1: the Atlanta abortion laws yes. and things like that. But but she's very like, you know, and this was a woman in the 1930s who's like, it's her body, her choice. Yeah. Um, which was a really progressive feminist, awesome. And her monologue is awesome. Mm-hmm. And she threatens, this is when she really addresses the topic of money and how much of it she has. And she mm-hmm. tells the doctor that she'll spend as much as she needs to to make sure he goes out of business mm-hmm. If um he does this to Rose and he deflects by saying, Well, I'm not a surgeon. Yeah. <laughs> like, I wouldn't be the one to do it. This is just my recommendation. Yeah. And um you, know, Mr. Hillier, um ends up agreeing with his wife and and uh you see what made them fall in love. And yeah. it's her passion and her sense of smarts that that uh that he loves about her. Yeah.
3: But quick question though, how do you cure a ovarian cyst in the 1930s without a hysterectomy.
0: No, she would. It, it's just the ovaries. She she would have to. Re- I think they were just going to remove one of those. Yeah, one okay, is rather opposed than yeah. both. Yeah,
3: I see. Okay.
0: Um. So after the um surgery, she's back at home and like and and not, everything seems basically back to normal <laughs> at home. Later on outside, Rose tells Buddy that she has to leave. It's like her time to leave. She <laughs> needs. She needs to she's grown out she's outgrown the house. And they start talking about her past and she like um she reveals that for 4 years as a child she ate nothing but rabbits because her dad had like 500 rabbits cuz they couldn't sell it. But they couldn't sell it, so they had to eat it for 4 years and her dad was extremely abusive towards her and her mom died of TB. She and then she And then like that's kind of revealed as to why she had protein as Mm -hmm. a kid and like how like so she's kind of telling the truth like Mm -hmm. like that she was she was poor and she was extremely abused and stuff. And then she makes a a confession to buddy and she says girls don't want sex. They want love, which makes a lot of sense because like it seems like a lot of sex addiction for women Mm -hmm. is like goes hand in hand with love addiction. Mm -hmm. And then after, um, like, after, like, later that night after a date, Rose gets dropped off at home by the policeman that she bit her his thumb off.
1: Yeah. He drops her off at home. He tells her what a great night mm-hmm. he had with her and how he'd like to see her again. And she is like, this is it. This is the guy. He didn't try to bang me. He treated me like a lady. And so she runs in and announces to the family that she's met Mr. Wright. Mm <laughs> hmm.
0: And uh, they get married in a How church. How cute is that scene, yeah, by the way? It was an incredibly cute scene. <laughs> it's so cute. It, but it it gets undercut later. Like, and we'll get to it. Um, after they get married in a church. Yeah, so they get married. Yes. 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 Meets
1: a man. He wants to marry her. The whole family gets to come. Yeah. And they have a picnic outside. I'm oh, I'm sorry. A barbecue yes. outside. The reason why
0: uh, Megan... Mentions this is because uh she and Rose asks uh Woski if he likes the picnic,
1: and then and then her new husband who she has just married corrects her and tells her this isn't a picnic this is a barbecue a picnic is when you you know just kind of have snacks on the lawn and a barbecue is when there are smoked meats and if you know anything about like emotional <laughs> abuse you've ever had a, a like emotionally abusive partner mm-hmm. you're like. Ah, uh, that's right. Already, it's starting. Yeah. Already, he's starting to be emotionally abused, but she wouldn't have any. She wouldn't be able to recognize uh-huh. that yet. So you know, and and then it cuts to like day in Lad's face, and she kind of makes a you know like oh, okay, and so she knows like oh this isn't maybe the um happy ending that we're thinking for mm-hmm. Rose, but at least it's it's the first uh, the you know
0: it's a start somebody married her. It's a start. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And so as on the way home in the car buddy cries he's just silently crying and the whole family's just watching him cry in the car
1: i think they know why yeah
0: and and then in the present day we cut back to the present day which is 71 um it turns out that rose had been married four times before finding mr Wright,
1: and they were married for 25 years yes
0: and he claims that she hadn't been cheating on him at all apparently
1: they were madly in love so we learned that the man that we saw in the beginning was uh played by john hurd is indeed buddy as an adult Mm -hmm. and daddy has called buddy to the house yes to talk to him about something
0: and uh, it's about rose yes and uh, please
1: she's dead (laughs) she died no yeah she died of what I don't know what I say they, she's like dead I I
3: mean, just like, old age. She, she
1: no well, she daddy's was, she's younger than daddy oh. she I think she would be like only a couple years older than well, Buddy. daddy's like eighty, yeah, yeah, buddy's like fifty, mm.
0: yeah, so, so she could have been like at at the oldest 40, 50, sixty, yeah, yeah, hmm. so she she probably died from like years of like neglect and stuff, she didn't really take care, like she didn't go to the hospital when she had to, um. So So
1: Buddy never got to say goodbye.
0: Yeah. He cries, and then Mr. Hellier ends by saying, explaining that she lives on in their hearts. And
1: And that's the end of the movie. The
0: end of the movie. Let us take a break. (laughs) The World Podcast.
2: Therefore, I am recommending as a therapeutic measure the removal of her second ovary. I feel it is the medically proper decision in this case. And I suspect that your husband agrees with me. Reluctantly, I do. It, it, it would be a kindness and a blessing to her and everyone else. The, the girl is oversexed. <laughs> and I say, uh, spare. Over my dead body. Are you human
1: beings? Or are you some kind of male monsters? Is there no limit to which you will not go to keep your illusions about yourselves?
2: Illusions, madam. Interworld Podcast.
0: Welcome back to Interworld Podcast. That was like a nice break,
2: yeah. Adam.
0: You were crying so much. I was
3: crying. Yeah. Uh, you guys didn't see, but uh, I got some bad news o- over the break. Um, I got. I have a cyst. It's on my. It's on my podcasting ear. <laughs> Oh yeah, I can't. Uh, I can't have podcast children now.
1: Oh god. Yeah. Oh my god. Yeah,
3: it's from. Uh,
1: <gasps> oh my god. I'm so sorry. <laughs> no, don't don't cry. Oh god, please I, don't cry, Megan. I I had no idea. No, it's. <sighs> what will you do?
3: I don't know. This doctor's telling me maybe I should get both podcast ears removed.
1: Don't um, do that. Don't. Don't. <laughs> Listen to him. Listen, get a second opinion and a third and a fourth. I'm just so scared. <laughs> I understand. Listen, hey, come here, Hand. We're here for you. Oh, thank you so We're much. We're here for you. Thank you. Yeah. Thank you. We'll lend you our podcasting ears. Oh, my God. Really? Yeah. Uh,
3: Well, you do make all the money in this podcast family. <laughs> Whatever you say goes, Megan. Thank you. <laughs>
0: Okay, uh, let's uh, at this time we do <laughs> our trailers and I'll go first Megan. All right. In a world where this is a remake cuz we're 2019 and we do that all the time. This is a poignant remake though because it's rambling rose. Cast as Diane Ladd's character mother would be Diane Lane and As her daughter, who was played by Oscar-nominated Laura Dern, would be Zoe Deutsch. Actually, I just realized Zoe Deutsch has a famous mother. (laughs) I can't remember what her name is, but but this is a poignant film because it's about female bodies and how society tries to control it, even though this is set in the Depression era. We still experience it today.
3: Listen, Leah, uh, Le- Leah Thompson. Starring Mommy.
0: Yes. Anyways, this is Rambling Rose.
3: Yay! Yay! Okay. okay.
1: In a world... 2019 Rambling Rose presented by Blumhouse starring Patricia Arquette and Joey King that's right, they get to do it over again the act was so horrific, now they get to play you just want it to be a healing experience for the two but this is a horror film it's a film about women's bodies and men wanting to take our sexuality away Joey King plays a promiscuous young woman who upsets the town she's landed in to escape a life of prostitution. That's right, her strut. She, people try to murder her left and right. Patricia Arquette steps in. She saves the day. Then it takes a Thelma and Louise kind of twist at the end, and then they murder all the men, and there's a lot of blood and gore, kind of like a Tarantino film. Um, yeah, and at the, the end, uh, they just retire like little old ladies and sips and Spiked iced tea on the front porch. Daddy's in a cage.
2: <laughs>
1: <laughs> and that's mine. Yay! Yay! We have come to the close, Megan. <laughs> Do you have anything to plug? Um, I'm on another podcast called Fear Initiative that's... um. A long form horror D anD D podcast. So if you, um, we it's it's more story and less gameplay. But um, that's something cool called Fear Initiative um, that you can tune into. Um, I was just on the last season of The Affair, so If you haven't caught up yet, you can catch up yes. on it. Awesome. Um, and I have a movie coming out sometime next year that I star in with Tony Todd called The Reenactment. It's a horror comedy about a nineteen nineties film crew. Um, Who's shooting a true re-enact- a crime reenactment show and they think their location is abandoned, but guess what? It isn't.
3: Heck yeah. yeah. Nice.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Social media? Uh, uh, my Twitter is at the Megan Duffy. And then my Instagram is I'm a teacup human, like a teacup poodle, but a person. So it's I M A T E A C U P H U M A N. I'm w- a teacup human.
2: Nice.
0: Yes. Yeah. And you can follow me on Twitter and Instagram at Wynn. You can follow the show. Everything's on our website. It's inaworldpod.com. Woo! And uh, next week we have Hurricane...
1: Yeah, Thanksgiving was awesome. Mm, that Heist. Turkey was yes. delicious. That wasn't turkey <laughs> oh, it was
3: good. was so yes, great. So
0: yum, I'm a yum, yum, mashed yum.
3: potatoes person. <laughs> so
0: next week we're doing Hurricane Heist, and it is on Netflix. Yeah, so you watch can, that. Yeah, shit. watch it. Well, what's that
1: about? I,
2: don't I guess know. I'm gonna have to listen. Yeah, you have to yes,
0: go. listen. <laughs> um. Anyways, have a good night. In the world <laughs>
2: the world podcast